0: Greetings, people of God. My name is Francis Hueso, and I want to give you a warm welcome to the Cornerstone podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. Our ministry is bilingual. We speak English and Spanish. We are based in Sacramento, California, but our desire is to bless both the people who live in the United States and our family in Christ around the world. We have been sharing the emotional health series, and today we are going to discuss about some of the things that prevent us from having a good emotional health. I know that when we talk about emotional health, some people might expect us to talk about disorders, addictions, offenses, injuries, or even generational curses. But in this series, the Holy Spirit has given me a different direction. I hope that later, God will allow me to talk about those issues. But I believe that before we talk about them, it is necessary that we lay a good foundation on what affects our emotional health. In the previous episodes, we learned that we are triune. Humans are triune beings. Man is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. We learned that the abundant life that Christ came to give us includes our whole being and therefore it is important that we seek physical and emotional health because we live in a broken world that health despite of being Christians does not come to us automatically. We have to look for it and do our best to keep it. We have to take care of our bodies, keep our spirits strong and take care of our souls. In the past episode, we talked about a few things we can do to seek emotional health. And today, we are going to talk about things that affect or prevent us from obtaining and retaining the health of our souls. Obviously, we are not going to be able to cover everything that affects our progress in seeking emotional health. But in this episode, I want to cover a few things that can prevent us from having a healthy soul. The first one, in my opinion, the most obvious, is the lack of forgiveness. Matthew six fourteen and 15 tells us, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Children of God, no one can live in this world without being offended. Christ himself did say that it was impossible for offenses not to come. Therefore, the believer has to make the decision to forgive each offense that come to his heart. I love John Bovier's book, The Bait of Satan, because it compares offenses to a hunter's snare. Every time we do not forgive offenses, we fall into a trap of the devil, which keep us imprisoned until we manage to forgive the people who have offended us. Please do not think that when I say that we have to forgive, I am considering forgiveness as something easy or light to grant. I understand that it is one thing to forgive the person who unintentionally hurts us, and another to forgive the person who abused us for years. However, by not forgiving people who offend us, we are also preventing God from forgiving our offenses and keeping our souls in pain. In my opinion, The first step to emotional health is forgiveness and once we decide to forgive, God gives us the grace and the ability to do so. If you have any grudges in your heart, decide to get out of that prison. Forgive the one who offended you and God will forgive you. Another thing that affects our emotional sanity is sin. A person in sin has the doors open to his life to the devil. Many people want to receive emotional healing, but are not willing to work on their lives and turn away from sin. I believe that up to a point, some ministers are to blame for the fact that people who go to church no longer seek holiness. Some pastors hardly ever talk about the need we have as the body of Christ to get away from sin. That is why sometimes there is no difference between the lifestyle of Christians and that of people who do not know God. It is illogical to expect that our lives will be different from the lives of those who do not have a relationship with Christ if we live just like them. Remember, the more we look like Christ, the less pain we cause and we live in less pain. One of the signs of an unhealthy soul that Christians often do not consider sin is anger, especially uncontrolled anger. That emotion leads us to lose our tempers and hurt the people who are the closest to us. Now, to talk about uncontrolled anger with people who get angry easily is like talking about alcoholism with alcoholics. They don't like to admit that they have a problem, but everyone around them suffers the consequences of their problems. Most Christians who lose their tempers or are angry all the time consider that to be part of their personalities, But anger, my friends, is an emotion, not a personality trait. Emotions help us deal with the circumstances of our lives. They are not who we are. Some of us have a strong temperament or temper than other people because we are called to be leaders. We can be people of strong characters. We can be decisive. We are people who easily express our opinions and are not so easily persuaded but uncontrolled anger or short fuses are not part of that package. A strong temper protects, guides, an angry person causes pain. Anger, rage, road rage, or short fuses are the result of present or past stress, frustration, pain, or lack. Children who grew up with abuse, neglect, lack, or severe pain are easily angered as adults. My dear family in Christ, it is normal for us to get angry in certain situations. As I said, anger is an emotion, but what we as Christians should not do is sin when we are angry. God gets angry. We see it in the gospel how Jesus got angry. But if our anger causes pains to others, then we are in sin. It is necessary to realize that our anger is a sin and therefore we need to repent from it and work on the root of that uncontrolled anger. Another factor on my list of what I believe affects our emotional health is ignorance or lack of knowledge. Many times because we do not read the Bible, we do not know the beautiful resources that God has provided for us to restore our souls. One of my pastors used to say the Bible works for those who work it. That is basically what Christ tells us in John 8.32. It says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Many people reading this verse think that knowing Christ is the truth that set us free. But that is not what the verse says. What the word says is that the truth that we know, and that word know also means understand that the truth that we understand is what sets us free. The Bible is a treasure and by not reading it and not learning from it, we are wasting it. If we don't read the Bible, it will be very easy for someone to confuse us with a false doctrine or for us to get carried away by a mixture of Bible and the opinions of others. I always tell people that I train or the congregations that I've had the honor of leading that it is a responsibility as believers to examine everything we hear so that no one can deceive us or abuse us or teach us a religious belief that is not biblical. Years ago, I counseled a group of people who were being emotionally abused and financially scammed by charlatans from a false religious cult. They took advantage of the sincere hearts of these people who did not know much about the Bible, but who loved God with all their hearts. Read your Bible, my friend. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. Another factor that affects our progress towards emotional health is that sometimes we have lived in so much pain that we have grown accustomed to it. One time I was doing an altar call, because there was an anointing for healing in that place and God asked me to call all the people who were sick to come to the front. Some people came forward and as I was about to start praying, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that there were more people who were sick but did not consider themselves sick because they were controlling their illnesses with medicine but that the Holy Spirit wanted to heal them. Therefore, I made the altar call again with the explanation I had received from the Holy Spirit, and more than half the congregation came forward. Many were healed from illnesses such as chronic headaches, back pain, menstrual problems, high blood pressure, and diabetes, who will not have been healed because they did not consider themselves sick. They have become accustomed to their ailments." God does not want us to live slaved under the control of any physical or emotional disorder. Sometimes I hear people talking about their problems as if they were talking about their pets. They talk about their anxiety as if it was something that they have resigned to live the rest of their lives with. Many tell me that they suffer from nightmares, night terrors, uncontrolled anger, and speak of it as if only in heaven that will disappear. My friend, if you are a Christian, Christ died to set you free. Psalms 113 tells us that God heals all our diseases and satisfies our mouths with good. Do not claim your emotional problem as if they were something good. Ask God for your freedom. Child of God, your Heavenly Father formed you with a purpose. You are not an accident. God and the Kingdom of Heaven need you make your life count never give up looking for health either physical or emotional if you are alive it is because god is not done with you yet the healthier or more wholesome you are the more you can shine the light of christ around you don't let anything or anyone stop your progress towards emotional health thank you so much for the time you gave me today for me to spend time with you is a real privilege. We pray for all our listeners. But if you would like to share a particular prayer request, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. Info at com. Also, do not forget that we offer a free weekly devotional. All you have to do to get it is subscribe to it on our website, globalgraceministries.com. I pray you have a wonderful rest of the week. God bless you.